I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. On this episode of Newt's World, I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, Charles Thorngren, CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. He's joining me for a special town hall event on how to protect and grow your retirement, and we're taking your questions. First, I want to welcome you to this special live Q&A on how to protect and grow your retirement. And I'm really pleased to introduce my co-host of this event, Charles Thorngren, CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. You know, with inflation at a 40-year high and with gas prices that are so outrageous, you literally leave the pump shaking your head. And I might mention that Callista on Saturday was stunned because it cost her $104.50 to fill up her tank. You have to think about the supply chain issues, the baby formula shortages. I think it's fair to say many of us are concerned about our financial futures. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to have this event today. Charles and I first met when Legacy Precious Metals became a sponsor of my Newt's World podcast. And it's because of Charles' advice, I have personally started investing in precious metals. And by way of introduction, I want to tell you a little bit about Charles. Charles served in the Air Force in Germany, where he worked as a jet mechanic on F-16 fighting Falcons. He began his career in investment management in 1995 and eventually started his own investment firm. While looking for opportunities that would bring diversity to his clients' portfolios, he began to look at precious metals. He founded Legacy Precious Metals with a focus on gold and silver investments. So, Charles, if you don't mind, 
tell us a little bit about what your approach is with your clients at Legacy Precious Metals. How do you set yourself apart from the other precious metals investment companies out there? Oh, thanks, dude. Really happy to be here. And to be able to talk to people about retirement and investments, it's one of the things that we really strive for here. And at Legacy Precious Metals, we believe that the most important thing we can do is serve our clients' needs. We believe in honesty, transparency, education, and more of a customer-focused approach to things. The truth is that there's many companies out there that will try to take advantage of you and just basically make a sale. I've been advising clients now for almost three decades, and I know from experience that most people want good advice on how and when to invest and where. So really grateful to be able to do this town hall so that we can take people's questions and give answers. Well, I think that's going to be very interesting and frankly, very practical given what's happening with inflation and with the economy. So Claire, why don't we go to the first question? Thanks, Newt. Thanks, Charles. Our first question comes from Adam from Texas. Thank you, Claire. And thank you, Speaker Gingrich and Charles. Charles, I've seen my stock portfolio and my retirement account dip pretty significantly since November late last year. I remember 2008. To be honest, that was towards the start of my career, so it didn't impact me as much. However, I saw what it did to my parents. Now things have changed. I have a lot more money in my retirement and my portfolio, and I've taken a big loss. Do you think this is going to be a repeat of 2008? And is there anything I can do to protect myself in this situation? Great question. And I think a timely question too. Do I think this is similar to 2008? I would have to say yes. And in fact, I would say it's significantly worse. If we look at the events of 2008, we were running debt at that time of two and a half trillion dollars. Our debt now just on the Federal Reserve's balance sheet is almost nine trillion dollars. So from a dollar standpoint and from a fiscal health of the country, it's significantly worse now than it was in 2008. So when we look at those scenarios, I think we see greater risk now than we did then. And 2008 was horrible. And like you said, you watched your parents go through it. And now you're looking at that situation and say, how do I avoid that? Well, I got to tell you, one of the best ways is to be diversified, right? When your holdings are all in equities only, you run the risk of that debt and that market response to that debt helping diminish your retirement and your savings and what you work so hard for. So the answer is always going to be diversification, whether it's in real estate or whether it's in precious metals or whether it's in a healthier bond portfolio. That's true diversification. When we look at today's scenario, some of those options aren't so great. We're left with a stronger leaning towards a heavier base in precious metals because it is the anti-dollar investment. So yeah, I think looking at it and going forward, you may want to say, okay, how do I get a portion of my retirement account and my savings into precious metals? That will help that shock that's yet to come when we see this correction. Thanks, Charles. Our next question comes from Gary. Taking down some of our savings, putting it in precious metals, and also seeing a loss of income in the 403B. We're wondering at this point, since bound to continue, if it's better to diversify into more precious metals. And that does make sense. When we speak about diversity, you want to look at diversity in your metals as well. And when we're talking about IRAs specifically, you're allowed to put in your gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. 
and a basket of those would work for you. Gold and silver are your highlights. They're your superstars. They're the metal that most people know. But there's a case for platinum and palladium as well. And on those, what you really want to do is call us and let's talk about some specifics about what you're trying to do. What's your time frame? What's your risk tolerance and how you're set up right now? But diversity, yeah, absolutely makes sense, even within the metals market, you know. But we want to make sure that when we look at that answer, we want to be able to spend time with you and say, okay, what makes sense for your specific scenario? Because that's an important part of the process. But short answer, yes. Thank you, Charles. We have a written in question from one of our guests. They ask, will employees or retired employees of the military or others in the federal thrift savings plans in a state or local retirement be able to invest? And if so, how can they do that? Absolutely. The TSP plan can be rolled over into a traditional IRA. Most people aren't aware of that. Changes to it have recently come about in the last few years where you have some more flexibility. And for people who are looking for diversity, it makes sense. Just because you happen to be a federal employee doesn't mean that you need to miss out on the opportunities of diversifying. Whether that be in a self-directed IRA where you can do real estate or precious metals or other things, you have that option. So one of the important things is to actually call union resources and see what amount is qualified for you to move. There are certain criteria depending on which branch of the federal government you work for, which will determine how much you can move and when you can move it. But it is a possibility. And it's a good idea for you to be thinking about that. You know, the TSP is a great plan. It's a nice low cost plan, but it doesn't really have a lot of options for diversity. So congratulations for thinking about that. If you're paying attention, you've seen that the stock market has been plummeting. Many economists are predicting this is just the beginning and we could see a market pull back well into 2023. If that happens, you're going to see tremendous losses in your portfolio. There's been one historical answer to this, gold. In the 2008 crash and all the recent crashes before it, when the market dipped, gold went up. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when investing in gold and precious metals. They can advise you on whether gold is right for you, whether it becomes part of your retirement account or having physical metals shipped to you. When it comes to your finances, you want to act before it's too late. Be informed on your options. Legacy Precious Metals expert team can answer all your questions. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-484-4043. That's 866 866- 484-4043, or download their comprehensive gold guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. The next question comes from Kevin in Atlanta. When are we going to see this crazy inflation end? Is this a short-term thing or is it here for the long run? I wish I had better news. There is nothing short-term about this. We begin to look at the scenario now from Oz's perspective, and I believe Ms. Yellen was actually speaking about it today, saying it's going to be a very, very long time that we deal with inflation. The run-up that we have now didn't happen overnight. It's not a short-term thing. This is a long-term policy of the Federal Reserve. You know, interestingly enough, we mentioned 2008 earlier. But in 2008, when we suffered that devastating blow to the financial system, 
the Federal Reserve established what became known as quantitative easing process, the infusion of money into the system. And we never shut it off. So we have an economy that is used to easy money. So the way you fix inflation is to make money hard. That does two things, especially in this specific time. If we continue to raise the Fed rate, right, we're going to run into some additional problems. We've got real estate now. Now we're making mortgage rates go up. We have supply chain issues. We have fuel issues. We have an employment issue. We have 7 million jobs that need to be filled and no one to fill them. So what we have there is now we have companies that are increasing the rate of pay to entice people to come and work, which is normally good until you add it to the combination of everything else that's out there. That creates more inflation. So the solution to fixing the inflation is unfortunately going to be to raise it first to the point that it hurts. And then we can begin to see inflation curve as people curb appetite for spending as we have our fuel situation dealt with in a real sense. So that's what it's going to take. So it is longer term. Let me add to that, if I might, Charles. I think when you have an administration which is as anti-oil and gas as this one, the price of gasoline is just going to keep going up. The price of diesel fuel is going to keep going up. That has a big impact because every truck that comes to the grocery store or the drug store or the furniture store is almost certainly using diesel fuel. So as that price goes up, so does the price of delivering goods. At the same time, petroleum translates directly into agriculture, both in the cost of fertilizer and the cost of travel and fuel and the cost of a variety of other things that are used by farmers. So the total effect of the scale of increase we're seeing in oil and gas, which may go higher as the Europeans sanction Russian oil. Some people are talking about $150 a barrel, which would be an extraordinary transition for most people around the world and for Americans who are used to driving long distances at affordable cost. All of these things are going to drive price up. The price of gasoline going up will then, as I said, drive up the price of food these become a cycle. So my guess is, unless you had a very dramatic change in policy, you could easily have three to five years of inflationary and price pressures on the economy in a way which I think makes Charles's message about diversification and thinking about your long-term strategy even more important. All right, we're going to go to our next question from Alan in McLean, Virginia. What is the best metal to invest in, gold or silver? Great question. I'm assuming you want me to take that one. Yeah, that's (laughs) way outside my knowledge. In fact, I'm looking forward to your answer. Okay. (laughs) It's a great question, and I could throw out an answer now. But remember, everything is dependent upon what your situation is. Not everyone invests the same, so there's not a one-size-fits-all solution. But let me try to put a pretty bow on a pretty big question and see if I can't help make it make a little bit more sense. Okay. Gold and silver, both precious metals, both offer diversification. Okay. Gold significantly more expensive than silver. So one of the things we need to look at is what is your goal for the investment? If it's 
a place value holder until it's time to get dollars back in any form and fashion that we may be when it's time to redeem it. Gold and silver both work fine. Okay. If we're dealing with something that where storage is an issue, then we want to look at gold. You know, a million dollars worth of gold is a shoebox. It's the size of a shoebox. $10,000 worth of silver is the size of a shoebox. So space is important, right? Both are great. If you feel like your investment is something you're going to cash in over time in small amounts, let's look at silver. It's easily sold off just like gold is, but you can do it in smaller dollar amounts. So that's some of the answers that we're going to leave there and say that they're both good, but it depends on the amount that you're trying to diversify and the end goal for it. Thanks, Charles. I'm going to read the question from Nicholas. He asks, Cudlow on Fox News addressed treasury bonds by government paying a near 10% interest. Is that a good idea in addition to precious metals? First off, you're not going to get 10%. Okay. So let's just look at that and say, okay, that's not a reality. Should you be diversified? Yes. Are those particular bonds the bonds to be in? Well, that's questionable. When you look at what a bond's rate of return is, it's going to be depending upon the amount of inflation and the amount of federal rate. So when you buy a bond, you're paying, we'll just use a nice easy number, $1,000, and you're going to get whatever rate of return it is. Now, if the rate of return goes higher in the next three months when the next cycle of bonds come out, your bond is now worth less because you're getting less of a return. So the only way you do that is because a bond gives you a set rate of return is you lose principal to make up for that value. So that $1,000 you have in that bond now, someone will buy off of you for $950 to get that yield. Okay. So do bonds make sense? Yes, they do. If you need the money right away, if you're looking for a store of wealth for the next 20 years, maybe now's the time to look at bonds. I personally would wait till the rates got a little higher so I can ensure a better rate of return for myself. And in an inflationary rate, when we know that the Fed has already said five more rates hikes more than likely this year, and then some more next year, I'm more inclined to delay that so that I can get the best rate of return possible. Thanks, Charles. Our next question comes from Hal. Good evening, Mr. Speaker and Mr. Thorngren. If I choose to hold precious metals, would you recommend holding it in the context of an exchange-traded fund, an ETF, or actually holding the physical specie? And if indeed you choose to hold specie, how do you factor in the sales costs associated with it, sales tax and so on and so forth? Thank you very much. Well, Hal, that's a great question. ETFs, look, nothing wrong with ETFs. If you want a short-term trade metals, that's probably the best way to go. Can I break in as the guy who doesn't know anything? What is an ETF? Electronically traded fund. Okay. So basically, it's a mutual fund created by the index itself and not necessarily a brokerage house. So ETF, short-term trading, fantastic. You get up in the middle of the night and you think, you know what? Silver is going to go up 20% tomorrow morning. I want in. Get as much ETF as you can. The only thing with the ETF is you're not dealing with actual physical metals. You're dealing with a leveraged account that is a fund, much like a mutual fund. If you are looking longer term, 
the physical metals make more sense because there are fees attached to an ETF where you get charged on a regular basis. With physical metals, once you buy them and own them, they're yours. The only other fee you may have is if you have it in a retirement account or if you're storing it someplace. Other than that, your costs are covered. As to the cost of selling them back, listen, anything over $1,500 in metals is non-taxable except for a few exempt states where they have probably come out and said, we're going to tax your metals. And it's a small list, but for the majority of people, anything over $1,500 is considered an investment, not just a purchase. So you avoid the sales tax when you're purchasing. When it comes time to declare it based on your profit, that goes for anything. The IRS says, if you make money on something, you have to tell us and pay your taxes. So there's no difference there, whether it's an ETF or physical metals. So it comes down to what are you more comfortable with? Having the metals or having a digital account and short-term trading? Thanks, Charles. We're going to go over to Emerson now. Hi, I'm Emerson from California. I have a similar question, so we're probably on the same line here. But you know, I've bought some gold and some silver in the past. And you sort of just mentioned putting metals in a retirement account. I mean, do you think it's better to own physical gold or to put it in a retirement account? That's a personal choice type of thing, right? We want to look at that and say, where is the money I'm concerned about coming from? If it's in a retirement account, then use your retirement, right? You can diversify there. If it's savings that you have in cash, then you're going to go the physical metals route. It's not really an either or. It's more of where the funds are that I need to protect. I think that would be the best way to approach that question. If you're paying attention, you've seen that the stock market has been plummeting. Many economists are predicting this is just the beginning and we could see a market pull back well into 2023. If that happens, you're going to see tremendous losses in your portfolio. There's been one historical answer to this, gold. In the 2008 crash and all the recent crashes before it, when the market dipped, gold went up. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when investing in gold and precious metals. They can advise you on whether gold is right for you, whether it becomes part of your retirement account or having physical metals shipped to you. When it comes to your finances, you want to act before it's too late. Be informed on your options. Legacy Precious Metals expert team can answer all your questions. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-484-4043. That's 866 866- 484-4043, or download their comprehensive gold guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Our next question comes from Caroline in Santa Barbara, California. If I want to cash out my gold IRA, how do I get the money out? Do I get it in actual gold, or is it transferred into dollars? Great question. The answer is that's absolutely your choice. You have the option as an IRA holder to say, I'd like metals delivered to me. That's considered a distribution, distribution in kind, much like you can do with stocks. Most people aren't aware of that. But when you take a retirement account, if you have equities in there and you want to remove it, but not actually sell the stock, you can have it transferred in kind. The same thing with metals. If you need money, if you want to sell it for the dollars, you can convert it and have the distribution in cash. So it's a flexibility scenario there. And it's as simple as contacting your custodian and saying, I'd like to take a distribution. 
or a rollover or a withdrawal, depending on what your scenario is. The next question comes from Richard. Hi, Mr. Speaker. Hi, Charles. My name is Richard. I'm from Los Angeles. So I've read that silver is used a lot in technology and in electric vehicles. Is the amount used significant? And does that mean silver prices will go up as it's more in demand? It is used quite a bit. The amount used is tremendous when you look at an industry as a whole. Understand, though, that like with silver, silver is an interesting product. There are some pure silver mines, but most silver is mined and gotten from the actual mining of gold. It's a byproduct. You'll find that many mines that are mines for gold produced equally or more silver just because of the layout and the way mines work and the way the metals have been formed in the earth. So, you know, silver, a much greater demand, industrial, it's always been the industrial metal of choice for a lot of things based on its price. When you're looking at conductors and electrical conducting, it's superior to copper. It is more expensive than copper, but it's also cheaper than gold, which is the go-to option. NASA uses a lot of gold for its space programs, but the cost is prohibitive for industrial purposes here terrestrially. And I think it does play a part, but silver has always been an industrial metal. So I think you see some increase, but we are reclaiming a lot more than we ever have in the past. So will we see an uptick? Yes. I don't think it's the driving factor. I think silver still gets moved based on its currency evaluation versus more than its industrial. Thanks, Charles. We have time for two more questions. The first one comes from Wayne. He asks, if the economy continues to crash, could the government nationalize gold again, like back in the 1930s? I think this is a question for both the speaker and I. I think when you look, there's some facts that need to be known about the last time that there was a supposed gold confiscation. The United States government did not take gold from people. What the United States government did was change its currency. Its currency was gold and silver at the time. We were in a scenario where there wasn't enough liquid money in circulation for the economy to grow. So the government decided, let's go fiat, let's go paper, right? We can print, we have a good enough credit rating in the world where we can create a fiat currency. It's worked elsewhere in the world, it can work here. So that gold that people often talk about being confiscated, it's not that it was taken because they wanted your gold. It was taken because it was actual currency of the United States. It was stamped, it came from the mint, it came from the treasury department. So. Will we see them do that again? I don't think so. It's not currency right now. The U.S. has the American Eagle and it has a dollar value on it. It's required to because it's from the U.S. Mint. The U.S. Mint can't mint anything without a monetary value assigned to it. So there's that aspect. And two, if we look at the state our economy's in right now, if the government took all the gold we had as citizens, it's a drop in the bucket to the debt that we have. The government is not in the business of purposely ruining your life like that. It would solve no purpose for them to do it. It wouldn't fix any of their problems. So I'm of the mindset that no, we wouldn't see that again. I think that Charles drew the correct distinction. They weren't going out and scooping up all the gold. They were just setting a price 
and making it impossible for gold to migrate away from that price. Whereas before that, we'd actually had the price of gold defining a dollar. You know, anything is possible, just given the nature of the political structure we're currently messing around with. But my sense is that the public reaction against any effort to actually have the government seize property would be so enormous that it just wouldn't happen. Plus, as Charles pointed out, it doesn't get you very much. The scale of our debt right now is so extraordinary. And I say this as somebody who helped organize the only four consecutive balanced budgets in your lifetime. This is such a gigantic mess right now that I don't think trying to do something with gold or silver from the standpoint of the government would get them very far. And I think the country would deeply oppose it. I agree with that. All right. And our final question comes from David. Hi, good afternoon. My name is David Schonk. I live in the Atlanta area. My question is with respect to your perspective on the possibility of our government moving to a truly digital currency. And what does that really mean you know, for the dollar as the medium for a global exchange? Let me try first, then I'm going to yield to Charles, who knows vastly more about finances and currency than I do. I think if you look at the scale of speculation on, say, Bitcoin, which is the most popular of all the current digital currencies, which got as high as about sixty-two dollars or $63,000, and I think currently is down at around thirty dollars or less. That's a level of confusion. You know, One of the purposes of a currency is to give you a stable store of value so that you know that if I buy something from you for a dollar, you actually got a dollar. One of the problems of inflation is that that cheapens the dollar I'm giving you. A digital currency doesn't solve that. The truth is we don't have enough experience right now to go to a digital currency. And I would argue, and this is a case strongly in favor of what Charles advises, I would argue that the current rate of inflation severely undermines savings and severely punishes both the poor and senior citizens who are retired. And that if anything, the country would be far better off with a dramatically more stable currency. And that's why historically, gold as a store of value was trusted so dramatically in the modern world up until the 1930s. And it was probably a huge mistake to leave that and to go to a fiat currency that meant the government could just print paper and hope you actually thought the paper was worth something. But Charles, you may want to expand on that. Yeah, great point. And to jump in there just a little bit too, I would also say that to some degree, we do have a digital currency. When the central bank releases funds into the economy, they don't print money. We often hear that, and I've been guilty of saying it too, they're printing money. The Treasury Department prints money. The Federal Reserve releases money from nothing into federal banks. So to some degree, it's already a digital currency. So we know that that's not the answer. We have that existing now. And you do lose so much stability. And we hear about people getting hacked and things like that with the digital currency. There's so many things to be fixed. Now, I'm not saying that digital currency is not an answer, but it's not the answer yet. I want to commend you. I have studied this stuff for many years as a historian and then as a political figure. But I think the point you just made is brilliant. We have gone from printing money, when you talk about the Federal Reserve, 
to simply inventing digits and saying to a bank, hi, you now have X number of X dollars you can draw on. And it's all pure thin air. I mean, there is nothing there to back it, which is really remarkable if you go back even as late as World War II. Fort Knox meant something because the gold in Fort Knox actually did back the dollar. And now the dollars are so fluid around the planet that there's no relationship to the objective reality. I want to thank everybody who joined us. I particularly want to thank the people who called in and had what I thought was a pretty darn good series of questions. I hope you found this helpful and informative. And I particularly want to thank Charles Thorngren from Legacy Precious Metals. Now, Charles, is there anything you'd like to add? Thanks, Newt. Thanks for having us. I think this is fantastic. Thank you for joining us here tonight and doing this. I think it was a great turnout. Questions were amazing. And it's fantastic to help people with questions and give some guidance about investing and retirements in their future. And it's also really great to hear what people think, what's going on in the United States right now, what people's concerns are. I think that's always an important thing. And if you did have a question and we didn't get to it tonight, reach out to me and my staff, 866-484-4043. Again, 866-484-4043. You can go to our website, LegacyPMInvestments.com. We have a guide there. But reach out and we'll get those questions answered for you. It'd be our pleasure to do that. That's great. And I hope people do take you up on that because I know you really mean it, that you love having a chance to talk with people about their personal investment horizons. My pleasure. Thank you to my guest, Charles Thorngren. You can learn more about his company, Legacy Precious Metals, on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howe, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. This episode of Newt's World was brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xu. Umo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.